Welcome to the Exponential Potential Podcast. Ignite your potential and thrive in times of great change with your hosts, Jennifer Evans and Claire Oatway. Join us and feel uplifted and inspired as we share with you powerful and insightful stories, top tips and tools with our expert guests on an array of topics covering all aspects of life and business designed to ignite your potential and help you thrive in times of great change. Hey there and welcome everybody to the latest installment of Exponential Potential and as you know by now each week we try to cover a different element um, of life and business. You know things are changing so fast at the moment we need our tool set, our toolkits up and ready to run and kind of that means we just we need to learn from a variety of experts find out what's going on in their world and what tricks that we can bring to our own um to our own palette to our own lives and um i'm super excited because i am joined today by ken altenbuchs who's just how can I describe you? You are absolutely just like a positive hurricane, if that's a possible a possibility. Um, your energy is so lively, and there's so much positivity and determination and conviction, you know, to to kind of make this world a better place. Yes, um, absolutely. And yeah, and genuinely, you didn't pay me any money to say that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll be right back. I gotta go collect something, so I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ken, welcome, welcome. How are you doing? Doing great. And Claire, thank you for having me on your podcast today. And uh, I just want to clarify something here. Um, that word "expert," I don't portray myself as an expert. There is no need for that. If I come across as an expert, then that's where I'm supposed to know every answer in the world and I'm supposed to help out people and I got the answer and I don't, Claire. So I am not an expert. <laughs> no, uh, super cool. And uh, uh, um, yeah, and I think kind of particularly in our industry around coaching or consulting, kind of people come, right, give me the answer, fix me. And yes. I'm like, no. <laughs> Absolutely. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, you know, right. You, so that's what most people's misconception about a coach is here. Well, okay, tell me what's wrong with my life. Give me the right answers. I don't know what I'm doing here. Blah, 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 blah. And you're absolutely right. We as coaches are here to help someone discover their own expertise, discover yeah. their own insights here. Um, and, and that's how I practice my coaching. I don't come here and say, I know all of this. I can't, I'm not here to change you. I'm not here to tell you what the answers are, but I'm here to help you discover those answers as well. So, you know, I wanted to clarify that here because most people have that misconception here. Here comes the expert. Here they come. Tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Although there are a lot of people out there on social media who are making a fortune acting in that way. <laughs> but let's, let's just, just park that for the moment. I think you and I both come from um, a place where we're generally, uh, are genuinely curious about people and excited and positive about what they can do. And I think kind of very often um, for myself and people that I work with, yeah, we hide away. And so one of the most precious gifts that I give to people is, is to yeah, open up the doors open, and just go, look, 
You're awesome. Come on, come on, come out and show the world how awesome you are. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, well, that's, that's beautifully said, Claire, when you say that here. And again, when I show up for a coaching conversation, I show up powerfully. I show up 100% as, you know, I know you, and I remember the uh, the positive intelligent cohort that we've been part of there and um, how we showed up for one of you. None of us got on that and said, well, you know, whoa, 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 Claire, you're talking too much here. Let me tell you how it is here. We were there to support one another. And that's how I show up with my clients. I come 100% empty. I come knowing that I am not the expert and I'm not here to turn this into a, and I guess if you want to call it a mentorship, because that's what mentorship is here. But, you know, someone that truly doesn't know um, and, and you, hey, well, here, I've been there. Let me show you. This is the things that you want to do. And you and I both know that uh, to be a great coach, you have to have a powerful conversation. And that is by asking powerful questions and be deeply listening deeply deeply listening here and then whatever comes up comes up and you help that person that client discover their own insights and you know and i know you um because we went through that uh, a couple couple of years ago uh, i believe was it before covid or after covid i can't i can't remember that it was a while back so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. um so you i mean that that passion definitely comes through so kind of what why do you why do you do what you do wow uh, i mean i've been asked that so many times and before when i i was uh asked questions and i always had to have it in my mind well what if someone asked me what my what i do and then i go through the whole thing i will let you know i've been in a leadership capacity for 40 years. And I just recently retired from my corporate position uh, back last November. So I, you know, I said I was going to retire early and I did. And I retired even earlier than I said I was going to do. And you know who Rich Lip is in uh, and Steve Chandler. They are the one of the top coaches of the world here. And they both wrote a book called The Prosperous Coach. And I picked that up about four or five years ago and just, you know, leaf them through the pages and everything. And I wasn't really into learning how to become a coach. However, as I got closer and closer to retirement, I was studying more, I was learning more, and I was really following Rich Lippin, the prosperous coach. And I became a member of the Mind Valley. I don't sure if you ever heard of that Mind Valley and Ever Coach, um, that, that platform. And I saw Rich Lippin uh, give a live uh, on stage coaching session from someone right out of the audience. Okay. And as you know, Rich Lippin is an awesome coach. Yeah. And I'll never forget that it was like clear. I, I saw that maybe about two years ago and it's like, I'm just watching it all over again. And he brought this lady up on stage and he goes question, uh, you know, how long you've been a coach? And she said, well, I've been practicing it for the last two years, maybe 18 months. And he goes, okay, good, great. And everything. And uh, then he asked us this next question what did you do prior? And she said that she was in uh, some kind of leadership capacity and told him that it was, she was in it for the last 20 years or so. And he stopped her and he goes, you know, you've been a coach for the last 20 years. Coaching is leadership. Leadership is coaching. And that's, I never knew that, you know, when I was in leadership for 40 years, is, you know, I, I lead in different ways. I don't tell people what to do. I, I develop them and I mentor them and all that stuff here. That really hit home to me. And wow, I, I've been a coach and I never even called myself a coach. So when I retired, right before I retired, maybe a year before I retired, I really, I mean, I started practicing coaching 
actually practicing coaching at my my organization, practicing coaching with my family and with my friends. And then it was working. People loved it. People wanted to come back. And I knew, Claire, at that point, I wanted to do this. I wanted to help transform people's lives. I originally wanted to get out of my organization here and go on my own and to go in the organization to teach leadership, to teach team building, to do all that, you know, the mentorship part of that here. And it didn't work out that way. So once I started practicing coaching and was working, I knew my passion that it's just, if I could help you discover your insights, what's holding you back, or if you need to achieve something or, uh, create something in your life here, I'm going to help you do that. And I, and I, I haven't stopped yet. And, and I'll tell you this, most people ask me today, Hey, how do you join your retirement? And my answer to them is I retired from the corporate world. I did not retire from what I actually wanted. I passionately do. And that is to, to coach. Yep. And uh, it was a Friday, the day after Thanksgiving that I, I was done. That was my last day. That Monday I was on the Zoom call with the person who uh, found it and uh, um, uh, created the uh, Insight Coaching Community. I was on the Zoom call for and next week I was going through that. And that was back in this past December. So, Claire, I didn't retire. <laughs> I'm just passionately moving on to something that really, really, I, it's deep in my soul. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I'm so pleased that you brought through Rich Litvin um, as, a, as a coach. And I think kind of for any of our listeners, just go and find out what he does. And some of the questions that he asks, he, he shows up on purpose, with purpose, and you know, holds a really powerful place for people. Yes. Um, and it's one, one of the questions that he asks is one of the questions that I, I always ask anybody that I work with or anybody that I'm, I'm dealing with in, in, in a coaching capacity is, you know, kind of just imagine three years hence, we bump mm -hmm. into each other on the street mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. say, holy crap, Claire, you will not believe the time clear 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 say it the way he says it go on say it. We're, <laughs> this is your podcast say it <laughs> he was like holy crap claire you yeah. will not believe the time yeah. that i've had since we talked so much has gone on mm. and i think kind of you know as i say it's one of my one of my favorite questions to ask he's put it in that way and and you can see kind of how he's um developed that style with individuals but I think that's how we initially connected before positive intelligence was just mm -hmm. the, you know, really understanding what presence can do, um, what space can do, and kind of what somebody who's developed a strong coaching craft can achieve um, with others or what others can achieve when they work with someone who's developed that craft. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I use that question a lot when in, in my coaching sessions and stuff like that. Uh, the distinction that he brings to that question is the, I don't want you to tell me what you think or what your life is going to look like three years. He brings that three years into the future. He wants you to talk as if it is happening. And that's a great distinction because we all think about, well, I wish this was happening or I'm, I'm working towards this and you're holding yourself back. But if you put yourself there and you act like that, then it's going to, you're going to, you're going to think about it every single day and accomplish that. Yeah, do you know what? How different would, because um, we've both worked in leadership 
roles mm -hmm. within mm -hmm. the corporate environment. Can you imagine if appraisals were run that way? And if, you know, you kind of had your, your annual appraisal form and instead of, you know, what have you done this year? What are you planning to do next year? Kind of both parties show up and kind of light that fire. Because, um, I, I, you know, you, you've felt it, I'm sure. You, you can, you know, you, it ekes out of every pore of you. But yes. when you're aligned, when, when the world makes sense and when you're joined up, Oh, it's nothing going to stop you. Can you imagine what would happen within businesses if, you know, genuinely, if that conversation was had more often with conviction? Oh. Claire, that, that, I mean, I just had a major insight about what you just uh, described here. And if there's any leaders of any organization or any leaders in anywhere in this world here, what Claire just said here, if we could bring the appraisals and what she means by that is here, Sometimes we sit down every six months and a year and what have you done? What do you want to accomplish? If we could bring that mentality, if a leader can have that coaching session with the person they're sitting down with here, I guarantee, I guarantee that organization will be turned around for the best here. So that was a powerful insight because I've been in leadership for 40 years. I've done appraisals. I've done evaluations, even in the military. When I was a leader in the military, we had to do those yearly things and I never, you know, okay, this is why you're here, why you're there, what do you, this is what you need to work on here. But if you bring that, wow, that's a powerful insight here. Take that box, take that box, yeah, take that box. Yeah. So <laughs> leaders, if you're listening to this here, take what I just had a major insight about here. Don't ask anybody, bring them to the future, have them talk about that. And then as a great leader, help them develop that, help them get yeah. there. So I've been doing some work in a corporate environment recently, um, again, and uh, I've been examining that question. You know, I, I moved, my, my story, I don't know if she had, but kind of a couple of years ago, I moved out of corporate because I just felt life was too short. Um, I just felt disconnected um, and COVID had hit. And I think for a lot of people, it, it jolted you, didn't it? Um, and so for me, I've, I've been exploring uh, coaching and uh, teaching and um, working with different tech providers and, and just, you know, following my instinct, following, um, you know, my interests and my path. And recently gone back into corporate to, to work on a contract, um, you know, just to see how that fits back in that environment and, and what I would learn differently. And I can see so much ego. It's not intentional, but so many leaders, you know, as, as a coach, when you hold the space for that conversation, um, of course, you, you're rooting for the person who sat opposite you, but you can't, you holding back your prejudices, you are not the most important person in the room. They're the most important person in the room. And your role is to help them to see that and live that and breathe that. But within a corporate environment, I think, um, you know, kind of you, the ego gets in the way. It's, not, it's almost like not enough room for somebody else <laughs> in a room at times. But, yeah, mm. Again, that's another beautiful distinct distinction with leaders in corporations. Here. And, and I had that same mentality, especially coming from the military. The military, when you're a leader, you, you got that mentality, that ego, well, you got to do what I have to tell you to do here. Otherwise, I'm going to get you in trouble. Simple as that, okay? Mm. Bring that world into the corporate world to the civilian world it doesn't work but it's mm -hmm. almost similar so you learn that well i'm the leader and then the mentality is well since you are the leader you 
need to know everything. You need to solve our problems so the ego gets even bigger and bigger and bigger. So then there was a motto for years that I went by is like, if I didn't know the answer, I'm not going to let the person in front of me know that I don't know the answer. And the motto was never let them see the sweat. Now, that's the ego talking, Claire. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, I learned, I learned to have better leadership, better communication is I became vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I showed my vulnerability to people that I, I led and that I managed and all that here. They knew if I didn't know the answer, I'm coming to them to find out what the answer is because they are out. They're doing it, not me. I'm just leading and managing here. Once that ego dropped, the vulnerability came out, my leadership went through the roof. I mean, went through the roof. And the ego kept down, down. If it didn't keep it down, then I would always say, okay, hmm, Claire, yeah, I'll get back to you. Um, you know, right now, don't bother me. Um, I, I got other things to do. And instead of saying, Claire, you know what? That's a great question. I, I don't really know the answer here. I'll find out. Or maybe, hey, dude, what do you think? What are your thoughts about that here? Wouldn't you approach me better as a leader if you had someone like that in front of you? And you're absolutely right. Going into the corporate world, egos, egos. Well, I got to know. I got to know. I'm the leader. I'm the I'm the big bad leader here. You know, come to me. And, if you know, so and, and it's horrible. And that's why and that's why I wanted to get out of the corporate world and go into other organizations. But it's tough because no leader is going to admit that they have a problem or they need help or they need to lead better. Which is ironic. I mean, one of my favorite leadership writers, and I don't know if you've come across him, is um, John C. Maxwell. And uh, yeah, he's just, (laughs) and you know, his levels of leadership and how those develop. And you can see, you know, kind of you start off um, on the first rung, as it were, and you're you're promoted to become a leader because you're technically adept, you're brilliant at what you do. But then in order to progress, you need to understand that it's not about you, it's how you bring on a whole team. And then it goes through kind of the corporate middle management and, and where the real power and politics and competition and, you know, some nasty business goes on there. But as, as leaders ascend to those higher ranks, it's it's around legacy. It's around creating environments where people, you know, truly shine. And I think kind of, you know, we, we don't spend enough time encouraging people to see that end at all. Mm. That, that's beautiful. And um, when I was in the corporate world, I used to visit um, um I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's called the Chamber of Commerce. That, you know, it's okay. They always have leadership and meetings and everything. They bring in schools. They bring in corporations and stuff like that. And whenever I got introduced as a speaker, as a leadership speaker here, they introduced me. And my motto always was, my responsibility, my job is here, is to make you better than you think that you can ever be. And I even grew more into that role as well here is that my responsibility, Claire, is to develop you to where you want to go. And if that meant that you wound up outranking me in my organization or if you left me and you went to another organization and you wound up with a higher position here, that was perfect. No expectations. I'm going to develop you to do that here. I've done what I needed to do, and that was to grow you. That's what leaders are supposed to do. They grow. Yeah. And I think um, this, people are often afraid of that because they, they worry that if you, if you take that stance, then you know, the, the person that you're working with 
know, maybe doesn't deliver as much or kind of, you know, it's, it's got the eye of the ball. But I found genuinely when you create that space for people, when you create that connection, they show up and they bring they bring commitment, they bring that kind of extra energy. You see much better teamwork. Again, kind of they're not, they're not afraid, they're not hiding their passion. It's right. there, even right. if it moves on. Oh, oh. <laughs> like that that also goes into the coaching world. I thought when I left the corporate corporate world here, I was going to be a leadership coach. And it was tough. Again, going back to the what I said earlier here. Well, leaders are not the first one to admit that something's wrong or they can't lead or they can't manage. So the ego takes over. But coaching I do now, I coach anybody, anybody. And I live by the model. What I was taught and learned about in my academy was that I don't I don't have a niche. My niche finds me. So that broke down a lot of walls who I can coach. I could coach anybody. I could coach. Everybody. It don't matter who you are. Okay, that if you're a president of the United States, you're still the president. But if you got some things that you need to help on, I could help coach you on that. And that's the mentality we have to have here. And I didn't do that when I first got out. But again, a leader or a housewife or a drugstore operator or anything like that, I'm going to help you discover the insights that you're looking for here. So that barrier came down for me. That came down for me and it opened up a whole. Well, it opened up the world to me, Claire. It opened up the world to me. And if you're not coachable, then thank you very much. You're not the right person. Mm-hmm. You're not into this here. I'm just going to go on to the next person. So, so what, what I was trying to, what I'm explaining there here is I limited myself to leaders of corporations. That's who I want to coach. And it didn't work. It didn't work. And I was knocking my head. What, what's going on? I'm a great coach. I'm a great. Why don't you as a leader want to come be, be coached by me? Right. And I figured <laughs> that out. And I, it, it, it was a long road to figure that out, but I've yeah. got the experience on what to look for. So let's flip this on the head then really, because there okay. will be, there will be leaders uh, who are watching this podcast, you know, kind of what signs, what, what, Will they be hearing or seeing in their lives where you just want to say, look, just just find a coach, just talk this through. Are there kind of particular uh, messages or you know frustrations from from the people that you're working with? Yeah. Beautiful question, Claire. Uh, I'm a member of multiple coaching online Facebook groups. OK, and, you know, to me, I was just going in there and I was looking for the problem. I was going, please say something that I could say, do you want help with that? Okay. Then I flipped it. Then I flipped it. I posed a question and I just did this, I believe yesterday morning. Yeah. Yesterday morning, I went on a one, like on two of my uh, coaching uh, uh, forums there online at Facebook. And I asked this question, Claire, what does a life coach mean to you? Okay. I asked that for a reason because everybody has a different idea with a life coach. And I had like 40 some responses by, and I did that at like eight o'clock in the morning and by 12 o'clock, everybody's saying, this is what they, what a life coach means to me. The problem is that what I said in the beginning here is people think that, well, okay, here you go. You're a life coach here. Tell me what's wrong with you or tell me what's wrong with me. And what do I need to do? Right. What do I need to go? What am I, you know, whatever. Okay, so it's people's misconception that you're going to be told what to do. You're Mm -hmm. you're going to listen to the expert. Okay, getting back to your question about if our leaders, you know, uh, watching us here, 
let's take the title leaders out of it. Let's just, it don't matter who you are. If you have a concern, if you want to try to achieve something, create something, or, you know, what stories are you telling yourself that are holding you where you're at right now and preventing you to go to where you need to go? And then find and do your due diligence, Claire. Don't just get on the on the thing on on a website or anything like that and try to find a coach because they're gonna brag their butts off about that. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I can help you, I can help you, I can help you. Here's what I do. No matter who's watching this, this is what I do. I don't explain the concept of coaching because that winds up being I'm trying to sell you what coaching is all about. And you're going to be bored. You're going to say, oh, okay, let me get out of this. How did I get into this conversation? Okay, let me listen to you here. Oh, what do you do? I'm a life coach. Okay. Oh, hey, how you doing over there? I'll see you later, okay? But I, this is how I explain it, Claire, is that, listen, I can sit there, Claire, and tell you everything about coaching and try to convince you that coaching is the right thing for you. Especially if you've got a concern in your life right now here and stuff here. But instead of me trying to explain it to you and try to convince you what coaching is here, what I want to do is I want to offer you a gifted, powerful coaching conversation so you can experience it for yourself. Then people think, well, all right, now they're going to get me on the phone or get me on the Zoom here and say, okay, they're going to charge me tens of thousands of dollars to fix my life. Okay. I come to every gifted coaching conversation and sometimes two, and I might even give three depending on who's sitting in front of me here. And I help them discover what they need to do, what they need to figure out, what's holding them back. And at the end, if you want to work with me, this is what it's going to look like. And we'll talk about that at another session here. So to answer your original question here, Hey, you know, if I'm looking for a coach, what do I need to do? Or, you know, well, you can contact me right here. <laughs> I, 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 won't, I won't sell you. You know, I'm passionately, wholeheartedly concerned to help you transform your life. And we will work deeply together by me asking questions, by me sitting silently and let you sit with things. So you can come up with it. So you could discover your own insights. And if you ask me, well, I can't, I can't figure it out. I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you, that's not what I'm here for. I'll go deeply with you. Sometimes I'll make you feel uncomfortable because I'm not on a coaching call to make a friend. I'm here because you need it and you ask for it. And this is how I go about doing it. No money talk. Know what we're, we're both seeing yeah. every day when we open up the uh, uh, social media here. How can you make, I can help you make $90,000 in 30 days and we'll get all the clients in the world for you here. And, you know, and, and all that, that's, that's just marketing. That's all it is. That's not helping transform someone's life. That's not helping uh, 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 coaches like us if we are looking for clients. Claire, how do you find your clients? You connect and you establish relationships first and be genuinely interested in them, not to have them be interested in you. Yeah. I hope I answered your question because I love talking about this. As you can see, it's coming through because I'm all excited about this here. 
in so many ways in so many ways and I think you know kind of again there there are so many parallels in coaching terms and in um and in leadership terms where you know it, it isn't about you coming to the table and saying here are all the answers because we do not walk in the shoes of the people that we connect with we do not have their inner chat we don't know their relationships. We don't know their past. We don't know their culture. We don't know kind of their, their personalities and how that, you know, kind of forms and, and grows. And so it's it's often tried to go, right, here's the recipe. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. There is no recipe because we are 8 billion individuals, mm-hmm. each with our own story, each with our own path. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I just another another insight, Claire. I mean, the more I talk to you, the more and more things are flooding up and, and stuff. And that's what coaching is all about. You're, you're you're describing something, and I'm thinking about that here. One thing that people think coaching is it's therapy, it's psychotherapist, it's counseling. It's uh, let's lay you on a couch and let's go and trying to figure out why you are today is something that helped you in your past and that's not what coaching is all about so i'm glad i'm on this forum uh, yeah. to explain that coaching is not about okay you, you you got mistreated you were abused or you were bullied or whatever happy here that's the way you're acting out that's what a therapist does that's what it, and then they try to figure out how to get you past that coaching is about taking you from here and going into the future Yep. And what's stopping you to do that? Now, I'm not, it's closely related, but I, I don't have no license in therapy. I don't have no license in counseling. I don't have no medical license whatsoever. But you're here to help that person find the tools and the answers within themselves to move oh, forward yeah. because they're the ones that are going to stick, not the yes. ones that you go, hey, follow my plan, follow my plan. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Another insight, Claire. Love it. You, you just keep talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> and the other thing, see, and, and while we're playing inside tennis, as it were, you, you re- what came through quite strongly for me in, in that conversation is, is again, often coaching is attached to this concept of broken. It was like, something's broken, so I need yeah, to fix it. Yes. Well, that's, should we just call BS on that right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at any Olympian and go, are you broken? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a coach? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, no, it's just, it's a re- about helping you achieve, you know, the very peak of what you could do in this life. Um, when, when you mentioned here, you know, the concept of, of I'm broken, I'm broken, I'm broken. There's a story behind that. And that's what you coach. Well, what about that story is preventing you or thinking that you are broken? What, you know, let's examine that story here and then just keep asking those powerful questions about it and taking them deeper and deeper and deeper. And I love this motto. And I, and I live by this when I coach and everything. When I coach, I'm going to have you be comfortable being uncomfortable okay uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sit there okay well Claire got a little bit mad here so I'm just going to sway away from it here but that's this is what Claire needs because that's why she's looking for a coach and wants to be with a coach because you know Claire's got all these stories about you know I'm broken and I need to be fixed and oh, what about what about that Claire what, what's that story is that story absolutely true what makes it true and then I'll let sit back and I'll I'll let you, I'll let you go inside yourself. Yeah. And if, if I have to sit here uncomfortably for three minutes, I'll sit here uncomfortably silently for three minutes. 
<laughs> and it is it's so true mm. yeah growth growth is not comfortable yeah. growth can be messy it can be awkward mm. but it can be glorious you know in, in every way and and what I like about what you talked about there in terms of holding the space and 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 looking inward it really resonated for me with you know in, in my distant past I used to work with city leaders so these you know the the chief exec of the local government the local chief of police kind of the chief of the uni and um and we you know of course we'd be doing work but from the conversations you could tell that they weren't weren't often treated as human beings and kind of didn't often have that space to almost have friendly conversations or safe conversations with people because yeah, you know, they'd reached that certain never seniority and always felt that they had to be that person in the room. And um, mm-hmm. they just, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think everybody that's, can benefit from having the space. That's what Rich Lippin, we keep going back to him and everything. Like, And you said it several times during this here. If you're the most important person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. If you go in that room, you want to be challenged. You want to go in there and not, uh, uh, see what you don't know and accept that you don't know it and be challenged to find those answers out. If you're the most important person in the room, then in your, your, I love that saying, you're in the wrong room. Okay. And, and, and that's what we as coaches do. You know, we bring out the uncomfortable. We are willing to go somewhere where no one else is willing to go. And if you want to fire me after that, or if you feel it's too much, then we'll coach you around that. And then you got two choices. Either you could figure, you could go along with this ride and let me help you there. Or you could just say, Hey, you know, that, that's too powerful. It's not for me. And I'll give you an example. I posted online to, uh, in Facebook two weeks ago about, Hey, I'm offering gifted service ses- sessions here. First three people, they get online, they see that, I'm going to coach you for an hour once a week here for the next 30 days, nothing attached to that, nothing, okay? I'm going to service you powerfully, whatever's going on. I had two people say yes, one actually showed up. We had a powerful coaching session, but I knew 45 minutes into it, Claire, this wasn't for this person. They felt totally uncomfortable. I challenged this person. They didn't like to be challenged. At the end of that session, she thought, well, maybe I'll just tell you no now. I'm not going to continue on. I said, well, hold on, okay? you got four free sessions coming out of this here. Why don't you see what comes up for you after this here, and we'll go the next week and everything. I got a text yesterday. I'm sorry. Um, this is not for me. This is, you know, uh, I, I thank you, you know, the normal stuff to get away from it and stuff like that. And, and my whole point about this, Claire, is it's not going to be for everybody. A lot of people love to live in the comfortable world. Why? Because, the, you know, because if if they make a mistake, they can, bl- they can blame it on the world. Or if they're not where they want to be, they can just say, you know, it's everybody else's fault. I'll stay in my own world here. Okay. And I, I feel sorry for those people. I feel sorry for them that you get this potential and you're not willing to figure out how to get you beyond this comfortability. Yeah. Uh, so, um... Oh, I can't believe how the time is flying. You're having so much fun here, Ken. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm looking at the clock right now. Did, didn't we just start five minutes ago? <laughs> um, so I was going to ask you. Uh, I was. I was going to ask you if there was 
Um, if there were kind of any, uh, no, you see, I, it would normally be kind of any, any words of advice, but that, given the way our conversation's gone, that feels really inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Great catch, Claire. Um, uh, well, you did ask one question. The advice I would give to people who are searching for a coach, don't have the uh, preconceived idea that all coaches are the same way. They're from a cookie cutter industry and we're not. Mm. We are not. There's a majority of typical coaches out there that do want to be the expert that do the majority of talking. And I'll leave it with this here. In a coaching conversation, if you're talking more than your client, then you're the expert. You are not coaching. You're mm -hmm. just telling someone how to live their life. My motto is, and I live by this as much as I possibly can, if I'm speaking 10% of the time and they're speaking 90% of the time, that means I'm listening 90% of the time here. And that's what it's all about, deeply listening. I am not coming to the table with all these things I could tell you to fix your life here. So that's the only advice I would give people who are seeking a coach. Yeah, the life coach is doesn't mean that your life is messed up and you, you need someone to fix it. It can mean anything. Something's going on in your world that you need help on here. Seek out that coach. Again, I will offer any of your viewers who want to have a gifted coaching session with me, I'm here to serve you. So let's find out. It's only going to cost you what? A conversation for an hour. And if you like what you hear, want to do, then we'll go on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's, that's a really generous offer. Thank you. And how can people take that up? How can they get in touch with you? Okay. Well, I do live in the United States. I live in Pennsylvania. Um, so I don't give out my phone number because I coach people all over the world. I'm in contact with a lot all over the world, you know, via Zoom and, and all that stuff. So I'll just, I don't have a website. I don't believe in website. I think websites are a waste of time, but you can reach me by my email address. It's uh, coaching to your success 2022 at gmail.com. Or you can visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash insight life coach all one word coaching to your six coaching to your success 2022 at gmail.com brilliant and we'll have all those details in the show notes of, of course as well and um and and really uh ken yeah i know ken better than you guys do but you've seen a lot <laughs> of ken in the last uh 40 minutes um but ken is genuine you can pick that up he's I've not met anybody more genuine and open-hearted kind of in a long time um so that conversation truly is a, a gift and it's something that could you know really make a difference really help you make a start in whatever journey you're going on so um for now Ken I want to thank you so much for your energy and your enthusiasm and your insights uh, into the world of coaching and, and being a great human being. Claire, thank you for providing the space. You did an excellent job of doing this here. Um, and you know, as you could tell, as your viewers could tell here, I'm very passionate and I, I could talk about doing this all day long because that's what's coming through it. But Claire just gave a little feedback about me. I will let you know about Claire. I had the opportunity to meet her a couple of years ago and she is totally genuine person. What she says about me, it's she's the mirror image of this here too. So, you know, she had me on this. 
I, yeah, I would love to talk to you here, but please contact Claire as well. You're, you're not going wrong if you contact either one of us here. You will not be disappointed. We're both in this world to make sure that we help transform you and it's not about us. So Claire, thank you once again. Thank Hell you so yeah. heartily <laughs> for putting me, having me in this space and on this forum here. And it was a lot of fun. You, you are awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Peace <That's> out. Cool. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments and feedback. And if you've enjoyed it, please click on that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up and feel free to share. Join us for our next episode of the Exponential Potential podcast. Ignite your potential and thrive in times of great change. <laughs>